about it. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 tonight. Psalm 23. Very, very familiar passage of Scripture. I know most of you know it. Most of you probably could quote it. It has been said it's the most read, most loved, definitely the most favorite psalm, but could even contend for most read and loved passage of Scripture in the Bible. Psalm 23. While it may be the most read, most loved, and most favorite, it could also be the, the least believed. The least believed and the least obeyed. Let's look at it real quick, maybe in a different light than you ever have. Psalm 23, verse number 1. The Bible says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to pray, and I want to preach to you on this thought. I do know what time it is, and I know how to be the favorite guest preacher. Uh, you finish early, amen? And so, uh, but I want to preach on this thought for a few minutes. The blessings of surrender. The blessings of surrender. Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts from your word tonight. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you for the wonderful love between a pastor and his people. I enjoy the smiles on the faces of the choir and the folks in the pew. I enjoy the playfulness of the pastor and the jokes between the pastor and the people. Lord, thank you that we can laugh, we can have joy. Thank you that it comes from you. And Lord, I pray that in your house tonight... You would speak to us through your word. Do something special, I pray, Lord, in our hearts. Lord, I pray that as I preach to ears, Holy Spirit, you would speak to hearts. May we grow closer to you having been here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Three foundational truths in verse number one. If you don't get the three foundational truths in verse number one, Verses 2 through 6 are not applicable. Many people love, claim, enjoy verses 2 through 6. But if you don't understand the foundational truths of verse number 1, verses 2 through 6 do not apply. They're not for you. Foundational truth number one. The Lord is my shepherd. Foundational truth number one. The Lord is the shepherd. Who's the shepherd? The Lord. The Lord is the shepherd. That means he is the boss. We were joking about horses in Kentucky. Now in Florida, y'all raise a lot of swamp. At least between the area of Florida we were in and this area. Uh, 
I'm from southeast Kentucky, uh, uh, where Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia meet a little area called Harlan, Kentucky. All right? Uh, they ain't much there. They pump in the sunshine and pump out the moonshine. And, uh, but uh, they definitely ain't guys with matching suits visiting Harlan, Kentucky. All right? Uh, but, uh, but that's where I'm from, Harlan, Kentucky. And down there, my grandpa had a garden. He had a big garden, and we, he raised everything from beans to, to taters to cucumbers to tomatoes to everything. And he raised it in the garden. And, and I think sometimes when we read the Bible and we see how the Bible speaks of a lot of planting and a lot of animals and raising those type things, in the day and age we live, we no longer live in that society, especially my generation and down. We don't raise our food. We buy our food. We don't raise animals. We keep them in the house. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we don't necessarily understand sometimes what, this, what the Bible is trying to teach us in in some of those illustrations. But here it says in the foundational truth, number one, that the Lord is the shepherd. Now what that means is the shepherd was the one who took care of the sheep. He was also the one who was the boss of the sheep. He put the sheep in the pasture. He decided where the sheep were going to stay. He decided where he was going to put the sheep, when he was going to feed the sheep, what he was going to feed the sheep. The sheep belonged to him. So you see, the Lord is the shepherd. That's a foundational truth. Who's the shepherd? Yeah, John chapter 10, Jesus said he was the shepherd. This is a Bible truth. He's in control, he's in charge. He's the shepherd. Who's the shepherd? The Lord. That's foundational truth. Now, we've got to get this down for us to understand the blessings of surrender. Foundational truth number one, the Lord's the shepherd. Foundational truth number two, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, if the Lord is my shepherd, that makes, foundational truth number two, that makes me a sheep. If the Lord is my shepherd, that makes me a sheep. Now, we don't like that. We are prone because we listen to a lot of CNN and Fox News and we don't want to be a sheep of the media. We don't, be, we don't want to be a sheep of the Democrats or a sheep of the Republicans. And I don't want to be a sheep of them because they're not the shepherd. Foundational truth number one, who's the shepherd? Right. And foundational truth number two, that make, if the Lord is my shepherd, that makes me a Yeah, I'm his sheep. Now, here's the thing about sheep. Sheep are sometimes dumb animals. Now, by that, I, I, what I mean by that is they can't care for themselves. They don't have any defensive parts of their body. They, they, they a lot of times... Uh, if, they, if they run out of grass or run out of the area to eat, they, can't, they don't provide their own food. They must be provided for. Many times they'll get in positions or go through, uh, go through areas that they, that they think they can go through and they get stuck. Have you seen those videos? And then somebody goes and pulls them out. You know who pulls them out? The shepherd. Sound, like, sound familiar? That's us. We think we can go through it by ourselves. And we go, try to go through it by ourselves and we get stuck. 
And somebody has to come and pull us out. We pray, and you know who pulls us out? The shepherd, the Lord. We are sheep, though. Sheep are often targeted by predators because they're easy prey. We are the sheep. One of the greatest attributes of sheep is this. Sheep follow their shepherd. John chapter 10, Jesus said, The sheep hear his voice. They know who their shepherd is. They follow their shepherd. Foundational truth number one, who's the shepherd? Foundational truth number two, we are sheep. Foundational truth number three, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now when we read that, that doesn't mean that I'll never get hungry. Just because I have a shepherd doesn't mean I won't get hungry. What that means is, is I shall not want means I don't have to find food for myself. Because I'm not a shepherd. Everybody still with me? I shall not want. I shall not have a desire to provide for myself because I have somebody who's already said they would do that. I shall not be unsatisfied with who that provider is. I shall not want. I'm a sheep. He's the shepherd. Foundational truth number three, I shall not want. It kind of sounds like I should be surrendered or follow my shepherd. Doesn't it sound like that to you? I shall not want. What does that mean? I should never be hungry? I should never want water? No. What it means is, is I should be satisfied with my shepherd. I should not be unsatisfied or discontented, looking for another, chasing someone or something else, because he is my shepherd. Foundational truth number one. Who's the shepherd? Foundational truth number two, what am I? Foundational truth number three, I shall not want or I should follow my shepherd. Right? Now, if I can understand and accept these three truths, he is my shepherd, I am the sheep, and I should surrender to my shepherd, then there is so many blessings the rest of the way. Let's look at them. Ready? Look at, look, let's keep reading. Verse number two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. First of all, look at the shepherd's provision. He promises to provide my needs. Green pastures. For a sheep, you know what that means? Somewhere to lay and something to eat. That's what a sheep does with green pastures. They eat the grass and they lay in the grass. Here it says, he will give me somewhere to lay and something to eat. You know what that sounds like? Matthew 6. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, what things? The things he talked about in the first part of Matthew 6, that he said all the Gentiles spend their whole life trying to find. If, you'll just, if you will just focus on me, God said, Jesus said, I'll provide all those things. 
a place to stay, food to eat, and he even said, clothes to wear. I'll take care of you. He provides my needs. Not only does he provide my needs, but uh, with those green pastures, if I'll surrender. But then look at this. It says, still waters. He gives me peace. This isn't like Niagara Falls water. This is still water. This is calm water. This is calming water. So many are stressed and anxious and worried and fearful today. But a sheep that has a shepherd has no reason to fear. Do you know why I don't have to worry about the price of gas? Because somebody pays for your fuel. Nope. No, only during the summer when I drive the van. You know why? Because I have a shepherd. I have a shepherd. You know why I don't have to worry? Now, I'm not telling you I put my head in the sand and I don't care about what's going on in the world, but I cannot let that affect my love for sinners, my love for God, my service for God. Because when I do, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I, I know who my shepherd is, but you know what? I don't think he can handle this. I better figure out how I can help him. Everybody still with me? The only problem is I can't help him because I'm not the shepherd. What am I? Let me tell you, outside this building, there's so many people that are so sad and so stressed and so anxious and so depressed because they are sheep trying to be shepherds. But what if China invades Taiwan? What if America goes under? I'll just let my shepherd put me in another pasture, I guess. I just trust my shepherd. What can you really do about it anyway as a sheep? Go to the shepherd. That's exactly right. That's all I can do is pray. Go to the shepherd. That's all I can do. He gives me peace. He's the one in control. Do you know that? So don't let it get your attitude all messed up. Don't let it get your spirit all messed up. Don't let it ruin your time with your family and ruin your time with your church. Keep your joy. Why? Because you know the shepherd. You know the one that's in control. That's how you can walk around in this world with everything else falling apart. Stuff like the fellow was saying earlier, giving the report. I mean stuff that makes zero sense. Can't take a Bible in a library and read the Bible, but you can read all these Bibles about transgenderism. Banned book list includes the Bible, but doesn't include all those books. We got the same problem in our state. That's a, that's a wild thing. I don't understand, but you know what I know? I got a shepherd. And he's in control, not me. I'm just a sheep. I do what he tells me to do. When he tells me to do it, and how he tells me to do it. And as long as I'm doing what he tells me to do, 
I'm fulfilling my purpose. He provides for me. Not only that, but look at this. Look at the next verse. Not only the shepherd's provision, but look at the shepherd's principles. Verse number 3 says, He restoreth my soul. I like this one. Um, your soul is the seat of your emotions. And, and, and when he says, He restoreth my soul, it would be like if you can imagine a sheep goes out and then a sheep comes back uh, injured or, 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 or hurt or, or wounded. He restores my soul. He fixes my soul. He cares for me. It's like when I come in here and I'm, I'm all uh, uh, sad, discouraged, weary, hurt, longing, uh, you know, angry, envious, jealous, covetous. And I come to church. And then I sing some of them songs in that book right there. And it's like the shepherd with a hurt sheep. And the shepherd just wraps that wound. And he restores my soul. And when I first came in, I was angry, and I wasn't smiling, and I was hurt, and I didn't want to be around people. But by the time I finish singing and hearing the preaching of the Word, my soul is restored, and I'm shaking hands. I'm happy. I'm going out to eat after the service with somebody. Because my soul has been restored. He lifts me up. He brings me back. He restores me. He's my shepherd. He, heals. he helps me heal. When I'm hurt. Not only that, but uh, talking about his principles, he teaches me what's right. Look at this, verse, and still in verse 3. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. What does that mean? That means he shows me the way. The right way. The reason that I follow the path I follow or stay in the boundary that I stay in. The reason I stay in this boundary here is because the shepherd put me in this boundary. Who's the shepherd? What am I? I don't get to pick where the fence is. If God wrote it in the book and put the fence right here, I don't get to move the fence. I'm not the shepherd. A lot of people in a lot of churches, mad, upset, uh, 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 they, get, they get twisted because they try to be the shepherd. They try to move the fence. They try to move what the Word of God says and is clear on. They try to be the shepherd instead of being the sheep. Now, when it comes to Fox and it comes to CNN, you don't need to be a sheep. But when it comes to that book right there, I just want to be a sheep. Bad, 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 bad. Old bus song we used to sing. Y'all are a lot better than that crowd in Maryland was when I was singing bus songs. Bunch of Yankees. <laughs> they didn't understand. I appreciate y'all. He teaches me what's right. He's the shepherd. He knows what's right and wrong. In fact, it's said, now I don't know, we never raised sheep. We raised dogs and hogs and chickens. and We never had any sheep, but... It's said or, or I've heard taught that when a sheep would go astray so many times, eventually the shepherd would break its leg so that it wouldn't go astray. I don't know that for sure. I, I, I've never seen that, but I've read that. But a shepherd would do that so that that sheep would stay, and it's better for that sheep to have a broken leg than to get eaten by a wolf and die. Because that sheep did not understand and would think that they could go outside of the boundaries of where the shepherd put the sheep. 
You and I, friend, are not the shepherd. We're sheep. We must stay in the, in the boundaries the shepherd put for us. If the Bible says it's right, it's right. If the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't get to pick and choose. This ain't your appendix. This is your heart. You got to have this book right here in our lives. He teaches me what's right. Why does he do that? Look at the last part of the verse. For his name's sake. He's my shepherd. I want to be like him. I love him. He bought me. He sought me and he bought me. Why do you do what's right, Brother Davis? <laughs> because of him. Because I love him. Because he's my shepherd. Because he bought me. He loved me. He saved me. He paid for me. I owe it to him. For his namesake. Then, then uh, number three, you have the shepherd's protection. Uh, uh, in the next verse, verse number four, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Listen, there is nothing you have to fear in this world. Nothing. I mean, the worst thing that could happen to us, we go to heaven. And if, and if, the, if something terrible happens that you don't die, he says this, he says, thou art, I will feel no evil for thou art with me. He's still with you, no matter what you go through here on earth. So either I die and I'm with him, or anything I go through down here, whew, he's with me. That's a good shepherd. I don't have to fear nothing. That's protection. The shepherd says, I'm always going to be with you. Always got, in fact, when you're with your enemies, when your enemies got you cornered, you call me and I'm Ubering you some food. Read your Bible. That's what it says. Look what it says. It says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He says, Hey, I'll provide for you right in the face of those that are against you. He said, when they think they got you cornered, when this world thinks it's got you cornered, when the devil thinks it's got you cornered, when your own old flesh thinks that it's got you cornered, the Holy Spirit of God that indwells you will provide a way of escape so you can have victory. He's, his presence is with me. He comforts me. But this is my favorite one. Not, not his provision, not his principles, not his protection, but the number, number four is my favorite one. Look at, look at the end of verse 5. He says, thou, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. You know, in the Bible, when they anointed somebody's head with oil, it was because they were going to do something. Like Aaron, they anointed his head with oil so much that it ran down in his beard. You ever read that in your Bible? When they, when they picked David to be the king, they anointed his head. They poured the oil on his head because he was going to be the king. In the Bible, when they anointed you, it was because you had a special purpose. Here, it's said that the shepherd anoints the sheep with oil. Why? Because shepherds don't keep sheep for pets. They keep sheep's sheep. For purposes. And some of you that are a little older may say, this is good for the young people. God has a purpose for their life. Oh no, it's good for all of us. Because regardless of the age of the sheep, God has a purpose for you. 
And now listen, I, I, you could put anything you want in here. I mean, God wants us to win souls. God wants us to, 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 to do something for Him. I'm with you on that. Young people, God has a purpose for your life. I don't know who He wants you to marry. I don't know, uh, you know where He wants you to go to college. I know a good one over here in the corner you can get a lot of information from in a few minutes. But uh, I, I don't know where He wants you to live later on. I don't know God's will for your life as far as that goes. But let me tell you what His purpose is that's awesome. Look at the last part of the verse. My cup runneth over. I believe God's purpose for your life and why He left you here on earth is because He wants to pour His blessings out on His sheep. He's not a bad shepherd. He's the good shepherd. And I think His purpose, if we will, if we will surrender, His purpose is for us as sheep is this. He wants to pour out a blessing so much so that that cup runs over. He wants to bless your life. He wants you to be, have joy, and not just joy, but joy unspeakable. He wants you to have life, but not life, not just life, life abundantly. He wants you to enjoy. And then listen, this world spends every day trying to figure out how to fill that cup with money, with a good time, with drugs and alcohol. And they never fill that cup. And God says, I don't want to just feel it. I want it overflowing. So much so that goodness and mercy follow you. I mean, there's a trail. I, God is so good to us that he don't want to just fill the cup up right here. But he says, I want there to be a trail when you're walking around that goodness and mercy are going behind you, that you're dripping goodness and mercy because your cup is so full. However... Back to verse 1. Who's the shepherd? Who's the sheep? Yeah, and I shall not want. I have to surrender to my shepherd. Who's the shepherd? No, I mean in your life. In your life, who's the shepherd? Who's the boss? Bow our heads and close our eyes.